Welcome to another edition of Behind the Curtain with Jack Berkman. Remember, this is the only talk show in America, radio, television, Internet, anywhere, hosted by a registered lobbyist. Can you believe it? We actually said the words. Registered lobbyists, here you hear from the real power brokers, the people who really move Washington, D.C. and move this nation. What a week. It's a shame we only have an hour, but stay tuned. Election 2016 is heating up. We're going to get into some other topics, though, as well. The constitutionality of bail. Should you get out of jail, even if you don't have any money? The liberals think you should. Then we're going to get into the Clinton Foundation. Wait till you hear the latest. It gets worse and worse. The racketeers that are the Clintons, even Chelsea Clinton is into the game. They have drafted the daughter into their mafioso world. Then we're going to get into Obama foreign policy. The president has turned into Saturday Night Live. Wait till you hear what's happening in Syria, as even Turkey is now making fun of the United States. Turkey, I think, has a GDP per capita of about 6,000 or 5,000 a person. It's about one-twelfth of the United States, but now it's making fun of us. The Turks are overtly making fun of us in Syria, and they tricked John Kerry. Oh, my God, the scam they're running. Wait till you hear about that. But first, in a minute, we'll be joined by Jeffrey Clayton, the policy director of the American Bail Coalition. He's going to talk all about the latest with bail. Well, if you haven't seen it, for those of you who aren't uh, legal scholars, uh, Walker versus Calhoun, a Georgia case, basically now stands for the proposition that, let me think how to say this, you can get out of jail even if you don't have money for bail. And the argument of the left is, well, the poor are broke and they can't afford bail, so how can you hold them in jail when somebody who has money can pay the bail and get out so you can't hold the poor in jail for one minute longer than they absolutely should be? It violates their constitutional rights. The whole business of bail is unconstitutional. Did you know that you can't have bail even though we've had it for 200 years? Well, maybe 400 years in North America and uh, uh, maybe something like 1,300 years going back in Britain. But you can't have bail anymore. Bail is out. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on today, Jack. I appreciate it. Well, you're educating us. I didn't know before a few days ago that bail is out. Yeah, it's really uh, flown under the radar so far. There were a couple of stories when Eric Holder picked the fight last January. But uh, these guys have definitely been flying under the radar, as I said. And uh, I guess now it's coming to fruition. Tell us about Walker versus Calhoun. So what? Let, let's kind of walk through this for those of us who might not read compulsively uh, uh, the federal the the, uh, the 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 Fed SUP, which is most of our most of our audience. So tell us about Walker versus Calhoun. Sure, Walker versus Calhoun is a case um, by a group called Equal Justice Under Law, a group of plaintiffs' lawyers out of Washington D.C. Uh, who started a private legal foundation to end all monetary conditions of bail in this country. In the Walker case, Mr. Walker. Uh, was walking intoxicated in the street, as I understand it, uh, and could not afford the bail, which was $160. Uh, he wanted to appeal to a judge, which took him, I believe, five days or six days. Uh, and the plaintiffs are saying that violates the Equal Protection Clause because he doesn't have money and somebody who could pay the 160 you know, got out, and, and that's not fair. Well, now, if that violates the Equal Protection Clause, it would seem to me many, many things would violate the Equal Protection Clause. For instance, can states give you speeding tickets? If you can't pay the fine, then all of a sudden you lose your license, but yet somebody who can pay the fine has an advantage, so the whole business of giving a speeding ticket becomes unfair, right? Aren't there other public policy reasons as to why we have these fines and fees? Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. And there's, um, 
you know, if you don't like a wealth-based system, then you don't like America, because America is a wealth-based system at a certain level. That said, I mean, there was plenty of other alternatives for these plaintiffs. And, yeah, they, they had to wait a little bit longer um, because they unfortunately couldn't afford the bail. But the system worked in my, in my mind. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good for somebody like Mr. Walker. Maybe five days in jail does him good. Maybe that's exactly what a guy like that needs so he doesn't wander the streets drunk and create a disturbance. Yeah, and it's my understanding, although it's not alleged in this case, that this was, this was night number two in a row and that they let him go the first night and that he was really a danger to himself more than, he, more than they just wanted to hold him to hold him because he was poor. Now, this is kind of a – this is part and parcel. Let's talk about these plaintiffs now, these lawyers in Washington, D.C. What kind of so – are these just freaky far left-wing people? Who's, who's in this plaintiff's coalition? Any name people? Well, um, there's, there are two uh, fairly young lawyers who graduated from Harvard Law School and got a grant from Harvard Law School to pursue, to pursue this work. Ah, grant, Harvard grants to pursue this. That's interesting. It's prob- the grant is probably for more money than all the bail in uh, d- the District of Columbia for a year, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Sometimes I say maybe you should just pay their bail. <laughs> pay their bail. That's a good point. Rather than trying to end it, but... So the, okay, so any, okay, so nobody we know, no big name. These are kids doing this. So is this just a is this a left wing thing? Is this is all just left wing stuff? I think so, and I you know I think it was coming from the Justice Department. But you know the ironic part of all this is that the federal bail system over which the justice system uh, prevails, where money is not used and they have a quote unquote risk based system, you know incarcerates two out of three people. So for them to be going down saying that this little town who incarcerates very few people overall. You know, four or five people a week, a month or a week, I think they said, couldn't afford bail. You know, it's ridiculous. It, it really is. So this is basically, let's dig a little deeper. They're talking about bail, but this is basically the argument from, uh, this is Victor Hugo's argument from Les Miserables, right? In other words, you steal bread, you go to jail for 20 years, maybe we should let the poor steal bread. Isn't that what they're really saying? The bail is just kind of symptomatic. They're really getting at the whole business of crime, low-level crime for the poor is okay. Isn't that what they're saying? Isn't that yeah, what this is so. about? They started out with debtors' prison cases, exactly what you were talking about: fines and fees and reincarceration and all this kind of they, stuff. In other words, in the brief, in the brief, they led the brief with there once were debtors' prisons, and this is part and parcel of the evolution of uh, of a better system. Is that how they led the brief? Yeah, the brief says the brief calls it a wealth-based detention system where they're caging human beings. Interesting. So this is, but they can't pay. but this is part and parcel of the thing where crime is basically okay at low levels because it helps to address, redress issues of income inequality, right? I think so, and it's also an insult to the officers, the good law enforcement officers who believe it's necessary to do that. And you got to look at it. I mean, everybody who commits a crime doesn't get arrested. Very few people, you know, actually do. They get citations for low-level crimes. So. Did- somebody's taken into custody and we just say, well, you know, they shouldn't have done that and he shouldn't have to bail out, then we're really saying, why are we arresting him? Why are we arresting him if they don't have money? That's probably the next line of this reasoning. So don't arrest them at all. I get it. So let me ask you this now. What did the, in the time remaining, the Justice Department, they filed the claim and then the Justice Department joined with an amicus brief supporting them or what, what happened here? Yep. Two things. In in January of 15, Eric Holder intervened in the um, uh, Clanton, Alabama case. And then followed it up with an amicus brief in this case. So it's he, amazing. Eric Holder started it, and I guess you could say Loretta, Loretta Lynch is trying to finish it. Does justice have nothing to do? The Attorney General of the United States getting involved in some petty bail cases? This is insane. 
Yeah, there's yeah, terrorism going on. They fix the federal bail system before they try to go fix everybody else. We've got terrorism all over the world, and he's intervening in Georgia for some bail case involving a drunk. I mean, that's insane. Yep. Population 7,400. <laughs> Population 7,400. And the power of the United States government and the U.S. Attorney General, the past two United States Attorney Generals have to get in, get involved in a petty bail case. And, of course, okay. we had to hire the former Solicitor General Paul Clement to, you know, to join the party on our side. <laughs> oh, yeah, we bring in big guns to fight it back. So where is this? Okay, so where is this going? Okay, the Supreme Court, sadly, we're at 4-4. We're going to get President Hillary, so we're screwed. So I take it this all gets uh, uh, backed up and re as we move up the federal chain, right? Yeah, it's one level below the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court at the 11th Circuit level, so we should have a decision uh, by the end of the year. And, you know, depending on how it goes, it could go to the Supreme Court. It may not. You know, it's I mean, amazing. I try on this show to bring people, bring the viewers and listeners things that they don't get anywhere else. Why isn't Fox News covering this? I mean, I don't even hear much of this in talk radio. I don't hear this anywhere. What is it with the media? They don't cover this? I mean, I understand why CNN, CNN loves this, so of course they're going to not cover it. But you would think Fox News would cover this stuff. Nobody does. Yeah, major outlets for some reason really aren't interested yet. Uh, you know, we've had some, you know, we've been on some local stations and other uh, publications, but it just, the public just hasn't, wake, uh, you know, awoken to this as an issue yet. Or awaken, I should say, sorry. Oh, that's amazing. That's okay. We will forgive. You are bringing us such powerful insights, Jeff. We will forgive any grammatical slips. Jeffrey Clayton, Policy Director, American Bail Coalition. Keep up the good news. And if we're real lucky, we'll have you back again. Keep looking for these issues that you can bring us coming up next. The Clinton Foundation. We're going to get into the mafiosos. Stay tuned.